Let us stand as we go to God's word this morning, and we discover his abundant grace there. You'll notice there are two passages of scripture. One was for the 830 service. We have the shorter one, and so we will read that together from Proverbs 16:9. The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. The word of God for the people of God. You may be seated. The journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. Those are the words that were spoken by my sister at her high school graduation as she spoke as an honor graduate, and she's the perfect child. If y'all ever meet her, she's the perfect child in our family. Every family has one, so if you're the only child, you're it. So... But she said those words, and that was in 1982. She's going to be mad at me for giving away her age, but that's okay. I still remember those words 30-something years later. I remember how many times she stood in our living room and she practiced her speech and got the inflection just right because she wanted to make sure her speech had an impact And she kept laughing and saying, no one will remember this. Well, I do. We come to the near end of the season of travel and summer vacations and school is going back. And as Joanne alluded to, sometimes that's bittersweet. Sometimes there's celebration involved. But there is always just an energy this time of year. Our journeys don't end just because our summer vacations do. Sometimes, though, when we make plans, we have this magnificent journey planned, and we find ourselves in our own version of the National Lampoon's Vacation movie. Murphy's Law prevails, and we find ourselves with detours and new routes and and having to listen well and trust and, and finally, just to let the plans go and enjoy the journey. That's what we're going to talk about today. We come to life, and we, we expect certain things in our lives, and they don't always happen. We have dreams, and they don't always come. I can remember just last summer, my sister and I had planned long before July came for our annual sister week vacation and it had finally come and we were we were all set to go and we were pulling out of the driveway and she starts waving frantically to me and I'm like what we've got everything we've checked about five times and we even put in the kitchen sink almost and she said I have a flat tire I'm like no (laughs) This is not happening. So we called AAA, and we ended up being delayed until the next morning. AAA was fast and and courteous, but we had just gotten soaked in sweat standing outside waiting for them to come and and to be there so that we could get on the road. And we we just looked at each other, and we said, well, this is God's way of saying that we're supposed to take some downtime. So we did. We took some downtime right here in Noonan and had a great evening, and she got to see a little bit of where I am blessed to live. 
It was a journey that started off a little bit bitter. One of my favorite stories in the Bible is from the book of Ruth. And Naomi begins her journey very bitter, very broken from the loss of a son and two husbands. Or, I'm sorry, the loss of a husband and two sons. Let me correct that. (laughs) And she finds herself facing a long, hard journey ahead, and, and she doesn't even want to burden anybody else with it. Y'all ever feel that way when you are in the midst of trial that you just, it's so much you can't bear, and yet at the same time you just can't bear to let anyone else carry the load? I think it's our pride, I'm not sure what it is, but we are given that nature. And Naomi didn't want to do that, but Ruth stood and said, you know what, I'm going to go with you. I know it's going to be hard. But the Lord has placed us in this life together, and I'm going to go where you go, and I'm going to follow where you follow, and I'm going to continue to love you. And Naomi continued to be a mother figure for her, and those tough times turned into a tremendous blessing. They didn't plan on taking new journeys or new routes, but they found themselves returning to Naomi's homeland finding Boaz, this, this gentleman, kinsman redeemer there who is waiting to do what God has called him to do in life, not knowing that Ruth would cross his path or that Naomi would cross his path again. But he took the step towards that journey. And along that new route, Naomi found herself with a grandson. Now, grandparents... Give me an amen if that's a wonderful thing. (laughs) Y'all can do better than that. When you know you're going to have a grandbaby. There you go. There you go. We find ourselves blessed on journeys. One of the things that we found when my sister had her flat tire was as we left the next morning, traffic was a lot lighter. We found ourselves able to stop at these quaint little stores along the way that wouldn't have been opened had we gone the night before. We found ourselves getting there much lighter, much more relaxed, having stopped and just said, okay, we're going to pause. Rather than rushing to get to the beach, which I understand, I love the beach, and I, all I want to do when I leave my driveway is get there. But we decided to stop and enjoy the journey. And we did. New perspectives help us to not, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to receive something when you're trying so hard to hold on to control that you can't open your hand and receive anything. You have to open your hand for blessings. We have to open ourselves up and trust God. We know that God knows far better than us. We know that in James chapter 4, we read, Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a town and spend a year there. St. Simon's two weeks. Doing business, making money, yet you do not even know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wishes, we will live 
and do that. We need to open ourselves up to the possibility that God has something better for us down the road. We need to open ourselves up to to be given the opportunity to see new sights and to encounter new things along the way. In James, we are reminded to count everything we encounter as joy. That's not always easy to do. And even though we can remember the acronym JOY, what is it? Jesus, others, and then who? Yourself. We can remember that, but joy is is such a gift. God wants us to live a life that is full and abundant. It's why he sent his son. It's why he, he allows forgiveness. We're going to get it wrong. Every single one of us is a sinner. And we all stand in need of the grace of God. And when we open ourselves up and we can trust God with our life, with our map, so to speak, we find ourselves blessed in ways we could never have imagined or predicted. In Genesis... We hear the call of Abram. Abram was in a unique position. He didn't have First Methodist to come to on Sunday morning and hear about God. We don't know much about him before then, but we know that there he is, and all of a sudden God speaks to him and calls him. I'm not quite sure what that would be like. I I was blessed to be raised in a family where I heard about God from the time I was in the womb on. But we don't know what his background was. We don't know what stories had been passed down to him about, about God. There are countless other stories of God's call of when we have to stop and we have to listen and we hear what God is saying. And sometimes it's that very still, small voice that we have to hear when we sit still for a few minutes and let the chaos around us settle. Story after story is found in Scripture and Hebrews reminds us in chapter 11, it's a great chapter. You just, just go home and read it this afternoon. It's a roll call of faithful people who were blessed by God's leading their path. They didn't always get it right. God would tell them not to do something. Don't bring Lot with you, Abram. Don't bring anybody else with you. Get your wife and go. And yet he says, okay, well, you know, I've got my nephew over here, so I'm going to take him. I'm not saying don't take your nephew places. I take my nephew places. But in, in that instance, God had said, this is a journey for you and your wife. We need to listen, and we need to be present and invested and willing to follow, to be faithful to invest ourselves and use the gifts that God has given us. One of the passages that that I have just come to love in Scripture 
is in Corinthians when when God when we when we hear how the Spirit grants gifts, God-given gifts to each and every one of us. Unique. Some of us are born to teach and some of us are not. Amen. Some of us are born to follow and some of us born to lead. Some of us born to know how to fix things and take them apart and some of us not. My neighbor laughs when I get the tools out. I had a poster that hung in my room from about third grade on. I got it in one of the book fairs, and it was a a kitten, and she's hanging on to a rope, and it says, half of being smart is knowing what you're dumb at. Hang on till somebody smarter can come along. (laughs) We have people in our journey that help us along the way to help us remember that, you know, it's okay to put ourselves out there. It's okay to go to someone else. It's okay to go and, and seek counsel. It's hard to come in and, and, and say that you have something going on, but we need to open ourselves to that. I know that teachers, like my sister, like my parents, have found the greatest blessing in teaching the students that come to them and say, you know what, I, I, don't, I don't get this lesson and I'm, I'm just not understanding. I'm kind of having a problem comprehending this not even sure I'm reading it right. Or to my sister saying, Miss Daniel, I just don't get math. To which I say, amen. Um, But they have come and they have said, I need you on my journey. I'm gonna be open to the fact that you're in my life. And my sister who has invested herself in the gifts and the graces that God has given her, my parents, the other teachers, the administrators, the bus drivers, every single person involved in our schools, each of us can make an impact by using the gifts we are given. I had the privilege of meeting with the principal at Smoky Road Middle School this week, and there's, there's an opportunity for us to do some service with that particular school and possibly some others, and it's exciting. And as we met and as we planned, he said, you know what, I have a plan in mind, but I'm always reminded that man plans and God laughs. There will be hiccups along the way. We'll have to make adjustments. We'll have to do some things different along the way as we go. It's a whole new thing, but it's going to work out. We're going to have the opportunity as a faith family to go, not when the students are there or the teachers are there, but to go and to pray over the school. And I encourage you to pray for your children's school, for your grandchildren's school. Kids, pray for your teachers. My guess is they're praying for you. It allows us to be a disciple like Peter, who had learned from Jesus and in Matthew, we're, we're told about how he, he steps out of the boat. He's willing to take a risk and put himself out there because he can trust his teacher. He can put himself out there because he can trust his Lord. And so can we. My life verse 
is Isaiah 40, 31. The one my parents tell me should be my life verse is, Matthew, is from Matthew 6 that says, Don't worry about your life, what you'll eat or what you'll drink. My nickname was Worry Wart. And whenever I had something big coming up, Mom would always remind me the first step is the hardest. Trust God to guide you. Listen. Be there. Remember the words of Romans 8, 28. We know that all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. And Isaiah 55, 10, 11. As the rain and snow come down from heaven and don't return there until they've watered the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall, it shall accomplish that which I purpose and succeed the thing in the thing for which I sent it. God sent his son, the living word, that we would have life and have it abundantly along this journey of life, that we would have what my grandmother loved to call traveling mercies. Anybody know that term? Traveling mercies are for safe journeys, blessed journeys, not perfect ones. They're not going to be perfect. I don't know anybody who has a perfect life. But we offer our prayers for traveling mercies to each person we encounter in life. And it's my prayer that we not only offer them as a prayer that we are prayed for to receive them, but that God is overseeing, watching, and guiding along the way so that when we take a way that isn't perhaps the right route, that we can get back on the road that he has planned for us.